Welcome to the Work Research Revolution. I'm your host, Cara DeLunger. In this podcast, I speak to doctors, scientists, professors, and business leaders who are at the leading edge of this work research revolution and radically changing the way we work. We will be harnessing their collective insight so that we can create the catalyst that drives much needed change in the future of work around the world. Work Reset Revolution is brought to you by Softer Success. Visit www.softersuccess.com to learn how you can revolutionize your well-being plan and help eradicate burnout in your organization. So let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Work Reset Revolution. And today I'm speaking to Dr. Sandra Lewis, who's a clinical psychologist and personal energy strategist helping high achievers. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you, Cara. So nice to be with you today. It's wonderful to have you. So I'd like to ask you a question. So in your view, what are the biggest crises affecting modern workplaces at the moment? And what is it that you're seeing? Yes, I would say... The challenge I deal with most is burnout, and that burnout is usually related to several different factors. Sometimes there are just too many demands in the workplace, and sometimes there's a lack of fairness, a lack of community, right? Those are the things that I see. But there's also this kind of like, well, should we call it bad practices of suggesting that the sort of overriding idea that people should work all the time. And that work has to be consuming their whole lives. So we sort of leave the person out. And it's actually literally those talents of the person that we want to make a lot, bring alive in the workplace, right? It brings the workplace alive. So if we sort of drown people so much in doing things, we lose the beauty of what they have to offer. So I would say the just the, the demands sometimes are really overwhelming. And you see that in some professions more than others. With the pandemic, Many of these things have gotten pushed to the surface and some people found a better balance when they were able to work from home. And then now they're actually, you know, some companies are combining work from home with being on site. But I just read a report the other day, which said that in some instances, high level managers are still working more from home than they're working on site, but they're expecting the employees to all be on site. So there is still a disconnect around, you know, how do we create some equity, you know, equity around balancing the workflow. And that's leading to lots of mental health issues. And when we have that, of course, we don't have people who can bring their passion to the work. So somehow we have to find this balance between getting the work done and recognizing that we need to value and take care of the people who do the work, who bring the genius that makes the work come alive. Absolutely. And there's no space for that creativity, is there, if we are, you know, just working all the time. And we just released our latest research with Sheffield University about the links to burnout and moral stress. So how moral stress, moral injury can contribute to burnout in a business setting. Mm -hmm. And I thought this was quite interesting and what you just touched on, on how, because moral stress is basically when somebody witness or sees an act that goes against their own values and beliefs. And we see this so much happening in a business setting, but in fact, it's often not talked about, but it can contribute to burnout. And if people sit with that for so long, it's not good, right? So following on from that, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the work that you do at Life in Four-Part Harmony and why the secret to success is a combination of purpose 
an energy. Yeah. And actually, it leads very nicely from what you ended with, which is this whole idea of moral stress and feeling like the values in the workplace are out of line with who you are, which creates this sense of disconnect and leads to burnout, absolutely leads to burnout. So for us to be well and centered and able to create and create change in our workplace, we need to be able to be in touch with our own values and align those with the agencies where we are. So Life in Four-Part Harmony is a system that I created for helping people really get this sense of how all the parts of their lives work together, but how all of those parts are anchored to this deeper sense of meaning. And when you get that deeper sense of meaning to sort of guide all the parts of your life, you don't feel like you're working against yourself. So yes, you're a mom. Yes, you're a daughter. Yes, you're a dad. You know, yes, you're a brother. Yes, you're a sister. Yes, you're a yogi, right? Yes, you're a runner. However, there's this guiding principles to help to make all of that make sense. So I'll give you an example. I had a conversation years ago with a woman who's sort of a confidence coach, and she was also taking care of an elder parent. So she was feeling like, oh, I was working with this and my client. And then her adolescent came home having felt rejected by friends. So I listened to her talk about feeling pulled in these different directions with the client, the child, and the dad. And I said to her, the truth is, though, for all of those situations, you help them to remember their own light and what they bring into the world. The parent who's struggling, who's feeling like, oh, my gosh, here I am at the end. And what does my life really mean? You helped your parents see really who they are and what they bring into the world. And that never dies. Even if their body's changing, that never dies. You helped your client to understand how do I present myself in a way that shows who I truly am. And you helped your child recognize that sometimes people don't see your light, but your light is still there. So this unifying principle of purpose helps us to ground ourselves into the energy of who we are. That's infinite energy. There's nothing that can take away us from us knowing who we are, right? Once we know that, that is a source, just like the fountain of youth, somebody might call it. But that's such a great energy source that will help us to create this space where things work together. The four parts to this harmony are really based on an ancient African principle, which says that it takes energy for everything to work together. And we can't create if things aren't working together, right? Like literally creation occurs because we could have some eggs and we could have milk and we could have flour, but if they're sort of sitting there separate, right? Or if we just pour them in, you know, a bowl and we don't mix them properly, we still can't get a cake, right? But if we figure out how do we blend these energies, right? How do we bring them together? That's how we create. So when we see how what we do with our families actually informs our jobs, how our jobs helps inform our family work and our community, then we start to feel more grounded and we're better able to weather some of the storms that will happen when we have these challenges in the workplace or at home or wherever. I love what you said there also about obviously those four energies and blending them together And it's so important, isn't it, for us to tune into those different energies, but also what you said about shining your light, because we all have the light. But I think sometimes people get so overwhelmed with life, you know, and stress that 
we forget about that light. So I think that's a wonderful one to, to touch on. And my own personal passion is very much about, you know, one of the reasons I created this work reset revolution is to really help us heal ourselves at work, right? And look at the different ways we can work so that we have the right energy to focus on our environment and everything else that's going on. And right now, and I don't know if you'd agree with me, people don't have that right energy. Yeah. And actually, there's some research that shows, you know, done a few years ago, they interviewed thousands of people in the workplace and about 11% of people said they felt like they had enough energy to manage their day. Right. So that means Mm -hmm. there's 89% of people who said, I don't have what I need to get through my day. And this is before this pre-pandemic times. Right. So we're looking at first just recognizing that energy cycles. Right. Knowing that as some people will say, you can't pour from an empty cup. So when you're giving and giving, you have to recharge yourself. We need to normalize resting. We normalize being busy and often make it a badge of honor. Or we might come from a culture like mine where people just never had a chance to stop and rest, right? There might be those circumstances. So we just learn that to keep going. So we have to normalize resting. We have to normalize recovery and recharging because as my Qigong grandmaster says, doing nothing is doing something. And there's even research now that shows that when you're at the edge of burnout, if you in your off time engage in low effort activities, your recovery is better. So we have to normalize this process of giving ourselves a slowdown. And it can happen, you know, very gently in between things. Just like instead of making the meeting go from three to four and a four to five, right? Let the meeting go till 10 minutes before the hour. Take 10 minutes of transition time, even five minutes of transition time so that you can shift. You can know what you got and know what you're taking to the next thing. So that's one way of just beginning to get to this idea of rest and recharge so that we have the creative energy to do what we need to do. And I love that, you know, that's just that minute to look up from the screen to, again, just check in with the body to just, mm-hmm. you know, take a breath in. And often people don't even allow themselves that. So I, I totally agree. So normalizing rest and recovery. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what, in your opinion, what other ideas do you think that a work, have you got any other ideas on how a work reset revolution would look like? I would say one of the main things is we talk a lot about stress management. We talk a lot about time management and we talk about resilience. We don't really talk about energy management. We don't talk about this whole idea that we're burning energy every time we're doing something. And even when we feel frustrated and stressed, there's energy there that's just stuck, right? And so we stay in that stuck place and we start feeling like, oh my God, I can't get things done. Then we're just tighter and tighter. But if we can start to help people find ways to loosen their bodies, to recognize that you want to give your mind some time to rest, you want to notice your emotions and hear what they're telling you, you want to be in touch with what drives you, what you value, what some might call your spiritual energy, then we start to shift the game in a whole new direction. We start to shift the game in the way that people feel a sense of replenishment as they move through their day. And if you feel like you're getting something, out of your day, you then have more to give, right? You're more creative. So I feel that one of the main things we want to do is to start more of this conversation around energy management than we have in the past. 
And we've been drained and pushed a lot the last couple of years. So we are in a space where, which I love the word you just use, healing. We need space to heal. So we're not going to be back up to speed as we were running before. Maybe we're now going to shift our pace. We're going to use our resources more wisely. So I would say energy management and then helping people really get a sense of what work life, some people would call a balance. I would call it harmony. Because for me, harmony suggests that the things in our lives are in a rhythm together. And I'm really clear about when it's really time for me to take care of my elderly parent and I'm comfortable doing that. And now it's time for me to focus on writing or working with a client or whatever else I might be doing. So this kind of sense that I can find harmony among the parts of my life and that they feel like a whole to me. Beautiful. And without that guilt that I think a lot of people do sit with, don't they, whether they're guilty, they're not doing enough on all different kind of level and actually going, well, the the harmony is I'm I'm doing that. And the healing is so important. And what I'm don't know what you think, but I'm seeing a lot of people resisting the change, you know, and going like, I want to go back to how things were before the pandemic. And I keep saying people stop resisting the change, like the trauma will increase and the burnout will increase if you keep resisting the change, you keep doing old things. So give you, mm-hmm. you know, the way things were. So to give yourself that time and, you know, the space to actually look at how you want to accept the change and mm-hmm. help set up healthier habits for yourself yeah. in a business. Yeah. So harmony, I love it. So I'm going to close on that. So I love harmony and focusing on energy as a work reset revolution. Thank you so much, Sandra. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you, Cara. Nice to be with you today. Thank you for listening to the Work Reset Revolution. I'd like to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation. As a next step, share this episode with anyone that you think may benefit. Follow us on LinkedIn at Softer Success for more inspiration to change the way we work and contact us at info at to find out more about our burnout assessment tool. If you have any feedback on how to improve, please do reach out to me as I'm always keen to learn more. Thank you so much for listening and we'll meet again on the next episode of Work Reset Revolution. Thank you.